The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani, Alamia. Happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This is your PSA. Well, as, as if you don't already get those vibes from this show regardless. This is just your reminder to go out and be kind to people. Yes. Unless his name is Alan Mia, then you can do whatever you no want. No way. <laughs> if, if you ever meet Alan, it's okay to be mean to Alan. No but other ways. than that, go out and be kind to people. Smile at some stranger today. Say hi. Tell those around you how much you appreciate them. And yeah, just that's always the message of of you know of the show is just go out and be kind to people. And no matter what you know profession they do or who they are, just. Yeah, just always be kind. There's always somebody having a, a rough day and you never know when you can change their day or their life, really, if you just smile and talk story. And yeah, just don't judge people. But, you know, in Hawaii, we're, we're fortunate that we're, we were raised that way for a long time. It's all it's all about who you are. And then just Hawaii people, though, if you're if you are like a bad person or you do someone wrong, then you're cut off forever. <laughs> but for the most part, it's awesome to be, you know, have grown up in Hawaii where it's just it's always been a mix of cultures. And actually, Hawaii was the most welcoming to Dr. Martin Luther King back in the day. So it was pretty awesome, like just how it is over here, just our melting pot. So let's continue to do that, people, and just go out and be kind. Unless Spe- you meet Alan. No, speaking of uh-huh. kind and meeting Alan, uh, I don't know why I just <laughs> referred to myself in third person, but speaking of being kind, I, can I just give a shout out to the um, the fans from LMU, Loyola Marymount University Ooh. in uh, the West Cheshire area of Southern California in the South Bay. Uh, you know, they are here for the uh, Rainbow Invitational for water polo, and uh, I just want to say they're fans. Absolutely amazing. All of them came up to me, said kind words to me, and, and showed kindness and love uh, to what I do, and, and so I just... You know, speaking of being kind, that made my day. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of like exactly. going like, what am I doing all day here instead of being with my family? And then they come up and and you know they give you thanks and and praise and and love and then it just you kind of go like, this is why I do what I do. And so I just want to say thanks. You know, that really uplifted me this weekend. And they did it on a sat was it Saturday and Sunday. You know, making sure to come up to me uh, and and just giving me a lot of love. So I appreciate it. So the LMU women's water polo team and their fans, um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was pretty heartwarming. Uh, just knowing that I was out there all day, both days, and you know they just wanted to make sure I, they knew that they appreciated me. So. Oh, see, there you go. That's so it a matters. Perfect example. You know, yeah, yes. being kind matters, man. Yes. You don't, you don't know. So be, be kind and and love everybody. You know, we're all equal. Yes. Really, at, at the end of the day, we're all human, and that's that's the thing you have to remember. Unless they're mean. Like Kule is the Allen. No, no, she's kidding. <laughs> we always have so much fun here. It's so funny though, like stuff that we do behind the scenes and how much we give each other like good cracks every now and then. But I mean, I think because we're basically like siblings at this point, so yes, we have like that sibling love for each other over here, where it's just, hey, we'll ride on you all the time. But you know, someone you comes know, after you, I will beat them. Yes, <laughs> it, it's funny here. You know, like I, I'm. My my wife and I we joke around. They're like, you know, are you sure you're not married to AC and Kule? Because um, you know, you spend a lot more time with them than yep. us. And I'm like, yep. 
That's my ride or dies right yep. there. Oh my gosh, been together forever. I mean, I even ran into, I was out at the Sony Open yesterday or the last couple of days, ran into so many people and still people that are like, where are you now? And then like, oh, I'm here and we're doing all this stuff. And then even people that know you guys, uh, and then they're like, yeah, I'm with Alan and AC. And they're like, really? Like, they're like, no, the band's back together? How, how long have you, you know, how long ago did you leave the other place? And people still are in shock that, like, wait, when did Alan leave? Wait, when did AC leave? I was like, yeah, I'm the one that left the most recent. And that was already like a year and a, almost a year and a half ago. And it's just crazy how long you don't see people, especially during COVID. Like AC had left during like the end of 2020, I think. Right so. before COVID happened, we had a ransom aware attack. Yeah, so that he came out three years ago. He left three, three and a half years ago. And then, you know, I'm coming up on six. So uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy. <laughs> and there's still people that... Didn't know that, and yes. I'm all shocked that. Wait, you guys are aware now? Oh, I think okay. it, it was funny. But like, cool. Yeah, mo- a lot of people that associate with you, AC, and myself, you know, they always thought we'd we'd never leave, you know, because you know, sports is ingrained in us, and uh, you know, opportunities came up, and there's no knock on the other place we left. We left when, and I left with my head, you know, with great relationships and great times. I didn't leave on a bad note. I just I had a dream. I had a dream mm-hmm. to chase, and same. Uh, oh, actually. Um, no pun intended for what today is, but I had a dream and I, and I chased it and, um, you know, it was hard. It was a hard decision. I don't want to ever people think like I oh, left same. with just like deuces. No, mm-hmm. that was not it at all. I still actually think about the other place and, and think about like if I made the right decision and, and at the end of the day, you know, you have to, ch- you, you have to live life and try to achieve what you want in your dreams. Because if you don't, you, you live with the what have shoulda, couldas and, and you don't want to live that way. So I chased it and here I am. And I, I, I was, I was fortunate enough to have you and AC come along. Uh, along the way and and you know as they say the band is back together again sometimes i think ac regrets it just kidding you know i think so <laughs> too because we give him so because we give here. him no because we we give him so much crap you know like the national <laughs> championship game what was he doing wearing purple did you did you see me wearing blue yesterday for the giants no why because i didn't want to jinx him and i was hoping his team would win so i didn't wear blue but no that guy had to come up wearing purple for the national championship game and jinxed us i'm My mad goodness. at him Speaking of, I think I, I I tested out a theory as we transition to the actual sports talk. But you know what? It's a holiday. So Don't bear tell with Alan this, your picks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it, it was. It worked. Because you were like, oh, I took, uh, you know, I was it's like. so funny. It was like, I, w- I did ML, ML Giants. And I was thinking like, y- you didn't tell me that. <laughs> so you guys, we didn't even talk about like our NFL picks on Friday and then just because there was a lot of other things to talk about but I kind of had my own picks in mind and it started off with like I didn't touch the like the 49ers Seahawks game that game was weird because it was 49ers were favored by nine but I could see that game playing out how it did in the first half where it was really close and then also it playing out how it did for the final score where the 49ers won 41-23, which was an easy cover for them. But I'm like, mm, that game's a little scary. But you know what? I was like, this Chargers-Jags game is pretty interesting, more so because I don't trust Brandon Staley, who's the head coach of the Chargers, because he's just... Wasn't he your pick, though, in the beginning of the year to be coach of the year? Well, and... he was more of like, I thought he was going to do the... It was between him and Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, who actually was somewhat in the talks of being that. Yeah, because I didn't think Brandon Staley was that bad. bad. And then you, I forget what the specific call was, but it was like the first game of the season for the Chargers. I'm like, oh my gosh, this coach is like so bad. 
I just got it. All right. That's that's a ticket that I'm leaving in Vegas. <laughs> like, All right. Because I put I put that in when I was staying out in Vegas and I'm like, yeah, no. But now, I mean, the further we get, it's Brian Dable, <laughs> like head coach of the New York Giants. Like so that dude's got cojones. bro. Yeah. So I took the so I was my one of my picks was and I tweeted about it, too. I did like a little salt bay and I was like, Jags ML. And then chargers were like kicking their okole for like most of the game and then of course the chargers being the chargers found a way to just let the jags back in it the jags win 31 30 off of a walk-off field goal and it was funny because so that this game was on saturday and it was right about the time like towards the ending of the game when we had to leave to go to the uh men's basketball game on saturday night and i got picked up by one of our friends who is like a diehard like Chargers fan because oh, like, no. he's Awkward. from like San Diego area too so he's been a Chargers fan since the San Diego Chargers and oh, he no. was you know still cheers for them even though they moved and so like I felt kind of bad because I mean I just had I just had a plate lunch on it you know like I, but plate lunch is a plate lunch and so <laughs> so I'm just over there like like do we like almost like a happy feet like the jaguars are catching up and he was like we're trying to follow like the action on the phone we didn't we weren't we're listening because he had like his 13 year old son in the car so we had to keep on his playlist so we didn't have it on the radio but we're trying to follow it on the phone and i have it up right because obviously he's driving so be safe people and i'm just like oh and he just kept hearing me like say like those little like oh you're that person well, because we're cheering on op- like completely opposite sides of you know. Yeah, but you, you and can't make the more, you can't make the. Uh, oh, I couldn't help it. You can't make those noises. And That's he's rude. like the more emotionally attached, right? Again, like I'm just over there, like oh, I just want my my plate lunch. to be right. Yeah, I just want that little plate lunch of mine. And <laughs> but he's more invo- emotionally involved, obviously, as I would be if it were the Bears. So I'm just like, and then Jags are charging, and then they stop the Chargers, and I'm like. And then, lo and behold, I think when we, then we got to the UH, and then we were, I think we we're standing in line for the hospitality room, is when the game ended. And then I look at him like, it's okay. Like, it's, I don't know what to say because he's a good friend. And I get it. Like, I get how it is to be emotionally attached to your team. But at the end, at the same time, I'm not emotionally attached. I just want that plate lunch. So it wasn't chemo, was it? No, it wasn't chemo. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. And uh, by the way, the Chargers were favored by two. And because it was so small, the, the spread was so small, I'm like, eh, might as well just do the salt-based sprinkle because it's like two points, whatever. Just, just go bigger, so go you home. you went Jags money line. And then I also went Giants money line. Two picks you didn't uh, tell me. Exactly. Uh, don't worry, because the two I would have done, I, I didn't play this week. I didn't I didn't do anything this weekend just because I was busy working, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it. And it's not fun if I'm not watching it. Uh, but I would have lost both. Um, <laughs> I definitely would have took the uh, under in the uh, San Francisco-Seattle uh, game, only because history has shown that Pete Carroll tends to play really safe in the playoffs. Um I think on an average throwing only like nine or ten times a, a game. The rest is just he pounds the ball. Um, and then also the fact that no offense, and I hate this term now. I, I think the NFL needs to get rid of this. That's a side rant. Um, but uh, Brock uh, Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, um, you know, just first time, you know, you're really a backup to the backup to the backup. And 
Now you're in the playoffs for the first time. I didn't really think, you know, I thought maybe the the yeah. I thought Kyle Shanahan would have played it um, you know, fairly safe as well. So I would have done the under, and I think a lot of people did too. Uh, yeah, dude, 49ers almost hit the over by yeah. themselves. No, exactly. Over under line was 42, by the way. If you're and, uh, and I know, like, you know, I also thought to myself, you know, San Francisco, the minus nine. I was just like, that's a big spread for for these two. Yeah. And so I probably I would have took uh, even I would have took the uh, Seattle as well. And then the second one was uh, last night's game. The uh, Bengals, uh, Ravens, with no Lamar Jackson, the fact that they put up the lowest points in the you know the the teams in the playoffs. Um, I think they set a record for like lowest points of the like the last six games of the season for a playoff bound team. Um, I I would have took the under in that game as well, and so that one I think hit the over as if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Would have been it was a bad barely, and barely covered too. The Bengals no, bar- barely covered. So the final score for Bengals Ravens was twenty four seventeen. Cincinnati was favored by eight. Over under was forty. So it was kind of like one of those. games. Yeah, that's, the, it, that's one of those scary games. I was like, eh. I would more so because they played each other before, and then even though there was no Lamar Jackson, I'm still kind of like, eh. right? No, and and so well, one is you got Todd Huntley in there, uh, and then and then there were even like at before, right before the game, the. Harbaugh was like, yeah, you know, you might even see so Anderson, I think it is. That's like the third stringer. He was like, we might split duty between the two. I was like, oh, this is no brainer. So I would have took the Bengals and and the and the under and both would have lost also. See, and I didn't tell Alan both my picks and they both hit. And they're usually but the mine odd. is lo- like like I had logic in my the reasoning why I would have done what I would have done. And I had basic logic in mind. I was it, it was more on it was funny because my it's just not liking a head coach basic logic. Oh, when you're a bad head coach, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean he's not great, but he's not bad. He makes boneheaded decisions exactly. But that doesn't make you bad. I'm gonna trust a former Super Bowl winning head coach coaching a Bengals team that isn't as talented as a Chargers team. Like, that's what that's the crazy thing. Like, the Chargers, hands down, are way more talented. Like, I think Justin Herbert is better than Trevor Lawrence, but that's how much coach... And again, like, going over Trevor to, Lawrence just said, shut it. Yeah, he's like, nah. And then he came back and was like, I gotta do this. After throwing, like... Four picks in the first half, yeah. four touchdowns in the second half. So, I, I was at water polo um, doing PA, and uh, I think it was E. So, Eric came up to me and was like, dude, Chargers, this thing's done. 27 nothing. first half, pow, boom, done. Mail him. <laughs> so we just stopped paying attention. All of a sudden, he comes back to me. He's like, uh, he's like, ow. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, I know you're busy right now, but, uh, uh. And he, he goes, uh, the Chargers, um, they're about to lose. Jacksonville's kicking a field goal here to win it. I was like, what? He was like, yeah. Lawrence, four, four picks in the first. Four TDs in the second. I was like, because because after the first half, I was like, uh, what did I say? I said something like I was making fun of the uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? I was like, see, Trevor Lawrence is garbage. And then after the second yeah, half, no and they won it. And then yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I was like, oh, Trevor Lawrence just told me to shove it. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> well, got to step aside really quick. But when we come back, we'll continue the NFL talk and including letting you guys know what the upcoming matches matchups are in the divisional round coming up this weekend on Wake Up in the Den. Nice to know ya, let's do it again 
Let's do it again by not telling Alan my picks coming up this weekend because it. <laughs> so yeah, like we were talking about before, I picked the Jags because I just didn't trust the Chargers and Brandon Staley. Same thing goes for the Giants and Vikings. Giants were the two and a half point underdog to the Minnesota Vikings, and I like I've said it before, like when the playoffs like standings were finalized, I'm like, you know what, Minnesota is kind of like in my opinion just like the fake playoff team I just didn't trust them so going into that I'm like you know what I like the Giants I love Brian Dayball he just like Alan said earlier he got some cojones he's just a really really good coach he got Daniel Jones to finally look like an NFL quarterback although some of the play calling is a little scary because Daniel Jones is like ooh, he got really banged up yesterday and I'm just kind of like concerned with the longevity of him running around like he is so hopefully they can just mellow that out a little bit and just hand it off to Saquon Barkley a lot more but I'm like you know what I trust this team I trust Brian Dayball Minnesota just has just this reputation of just blowing it and yeah like I said they were kind of like the flake the fake playoff team and sure enough the New York football giants beating the Vikings 31-24 and plate lunch on that money line didn't tell Allen and it hit. That one was a li- that one was a little less dramatic than the Jags and Chargers game, but a hit is a hit. I'm finding it very rude we're talking about this and you keep bringing up the fact I didn't tell Allen, I didn't tell Allen, I didn't tell Allen. <laughs> you could just talk about the pit. I mean, you could just talk about winning, uh, the Giants winning, the New York Football Giants, you know. Making to the next round, yada yada yada. But no, we keep having to throw him. But I didn't tell Allen. I didn't because tell I had Alan. to test the theory, or maybe maybe I'm just better at like playing NFL games than I am college. Because like when no. you were on vacation and I was towards the end of the NFL season and I was like, okay, I, this is my pick. This is my pick. They hit, and then Allen comes back from vacation, and then we start calling our picks for college, and they are so far from hitting. I'm like, maybe I don't know if it's NFL in college or is it Allen. It could be me. Or a little bit of both. So that's, a, be, that's I, the only yeah, reason why I bring it up because it's just funny that my theory actually worked. And they were without the points. They were just straight up. You know, like I could understand, okay, took the points, a little bit of a cushion. But I'm like, you know what? We're going to live dangerously. <laughs> it's a new year. Living we're, on an edge. We're living on the money line 2023. We're going with that money line edge. for the dogs. I'm like, uh, why not? I don't think it was that. I think the... Charger Jags. It was. It, they were both pretty small. It wasn't like a substantial underdog. It was like plus one twenty or something like that. But underdog nonetheless. And yeah. So we're not going to tell Alan about what the picks are for mm-hmm. this weekend. But so coming up on Saturday. Oh, oh, by the way, hello. I can't get ahead of myself. First, we have one more game to go in this wild card round, which is this afternoon with the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can listen to the Cowboys game on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kickoff is scheduled for 3.15 p.m. Dallas is the favorite, but by only three, over under 45 and a half. Um, Yeah, I don't even know what. This is one of those games that I I don't have any inclination, so I apologize, beautiful people, that I don't. But Alan, feel free to go ahead and see what. Uh, it's more because Dallas, Dal, I just don't like. I still do not like Dak Prescott. Like I think he's just. Overpaid. I don't know. He's played pretty darn well, though. He's just so wishy washy. He's not going to ever win you a Super Bowl. And then the Bucks, with even though they're not the same Bucks that they were the year they won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady Tom finds Brady, ways. That's what I mean. So it's like. 
it's 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 more of like okay i don't trust the dallas entirely on paper dallas is by far the better team and should win that's why they're the favorite by three but they are playing at tampa bay so that's why it's kind of that line is so small and against Tom Brady. So it's just one of those games. I'm like, I don't even know what to expect. Kind of like what I felt about the 49ers and the Seahawks. Like, I just don't, it could go all which way just between these two teams and these types of players. So, but that's the last on the list of the wild card Cowboys Bucks. Again, you can listen to that game right here starting at 315. And hopefully you'll be able to listen to more Cowboys games or another Cowboys game next weekend. That's all we're hoping for at this point. One game at a There's time. Just one more, one this, more game. This is the, the se- I call this the season of cliches. Just one game at a time. One more game. Want to make sure we can see tomorrow. Unfortunately, <laughs> if the Cowboys do win, though, they'll play at San Francisco, and I don't think, I don't think either team has a chance at San Francisco. I mean, San Fran just they look like that team that will make it to the Super Bowl. So, <sighs> sorry, Cowboys fans. I apologize, but you know what? I'm I'm about being real. I'm I just if they make it past the Buccaneers today, they're gonna end up playing San Francisco, and that game would be next week Sunday at 1:30. But looking at the other matchups, you have the Jags playing the Chiefs. Whew, that game is on Saturday. Kansas City favored as it stands right now by eight and a half, over under 52. The Giants go over to Philadelphia. Philly favored by a touchdown and the hook over under 48. Ooh, that one looks, that one looks a little juicy, but we're not telling Alan. <laughs> it looks, that one looks like, hmm, I'm well, we even gotta sali- talk about salivating it over that one a little bit with the Giants and the Eagles. I, I feel like I'm going to like jump on the New York Giants bandwagon and like join AC over here. And we're going to cheer for the team of destiny with the Giants and Eagles. Like, I don't know. That's, and then the Bengals and the Bills are in the AFC Divisional. That game will be on Sunday at 10. Buffalo right now favored by four and a half over under 50. Hmm. That looks like another money line sprinkle for but me. But you won't tell me. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. Silence. I just have to see if the theory will continue to work. That's crazy. Like, the fact that I am undefeated, if I don't tell you or if you don't know what I'm All right. with, it's, it's like, that's so Fine. insane. And I think it's like 5-0. and oh. We'll go one more week of your theory. If it, if it goes another week, I'll subscribe to your theory. <laughs> but if that's it doesn't, you and I better pick together again. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. It's probably going to work. Damn it. <laughs> no, I think I'll... Actually, you know what? We'll test <laughs> it where I will tell you what it is, and then if it loses, then that's almost like an equal theory. Where I'm like, see, Alan, I'm 5-0 and when I don't tell you my picks, and then now you just killed my streak that I had in the NFL for like the past wow few weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We'll let, how about you start first then? These are the early, early lines, early obviously. Line. So, like I said, Kansas City coming off of that bye will host the Jags favored by eight and a half. And the Giants going over to the Eagles, who also had that bye, favored by seven like, and a half. I like the Eagles. Ugh. But that spread is seven and a half. 
Casey was, what'd you say, nine? Casey is eight and a half. Eight and a half. Ooh. I'm Casey and Philly. To cover? To cover. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I'm not even going to think about that. It's it's the actual <laughs> Sunday games that scare the poopers out of me. The Bengals, Bills. Yeah. And then whoever the 49ers, it'll be either Tampa or well, Dallas that's, and that's, 49ers. That's, yeah. See, the hard, the, the thing with, for me is like San Francisco, I, I think San Francisco ultimately is the better team out of all of them, right? Whoever they play. The problem, though, is, is Brock Purdy. No offense to him because he's done, he's done, you know, amicably. He's, he's done remarkably. He's, he's, he deserves respect, but at the end of the day, you're talking about like, okay, here's Brock Purdy going up against like, let's say either Tom Brady or Dak Prescott. I, I just, I, I don't know. There's something about it, even though San Fran's at home. By the way, there's a debate going on if they should be even called the San Francisco 49ers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but look at Brock Purdy, 18 for 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns. No, I, I know. He deserves, like I said, he deserves the respect, but I just, because there's that darn label on him, I can't. I always go back to, you know what? The Denver Broncos won with a busted up and old Peyton Manning. So a young rookie quarterback is uh, you probably know what? That, a that's offensive to me. Similar that, caliber. That, 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 that's offensive to me because that was when Peyton Manning was coming off the same darn surgery I had. So you're calling me bust up Uncle Allen over here? If you were playing in a professional sports league where you're going to get hit all the time, it's kind of dangerous. You just call me bus up Uncle Allen. <laughs> no. That's, that's rude. Not in real life. I would say, okay, Sunday games, I'm going Cincy on the road. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I'm staying away from that last one. <laughs> Anyways. But do you, I'm going to have you thinking about it like but do you, but, so much. But do you understand my point on that one? Like, there's just, like you said, though, because when you look at it, let's say it's Tampa Bay, Brady finds a way. And especially in pressure moments, he's probably the most cool, calm, collected dude you could ever have on 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 the field at that moment, all right. And and then you got like Dak Prescott doing Dak Prescott Prescott kind things, where yeah. one minute he looks Horrible. worldly, and the next minute he looks like like Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's the, the Broncos <laughs> teammates love Russell Wilson apparently and they told the world yeah, to like stop dude, talking like, smack. Look, look, you can love the guy. He could be a great but teammate. He's so bad. He can be brada brada. But boy cannot he cannot throw for a <laughs> for that that poop emoji. Again, that's why it's kind of ironic that like the Seahawks even though yeah, they never had a chance against the Niners, but the fact that hey, at least they made the playoffs and everyone thought including myself that the Denver Broncos, they were granted Nathaniel Hackett again was awful. That's why he got fired as a coach, but thought that, hey, Russell Wilson could come in. They already had everything, all the other pieces in place. Russell Wilson comes in and they still do horrendous. But again, I still put a lot of the blame okay. on Nathaniel Hackett okay. and deservedly so he did get fired. So what about this then? Do you give Russell Wilson as as a someone who covers sports, sports talk? Do you sit here today and say, we give Russell Wilson another year with another head coach at the helm and see what that does? And then we can really just, then we can really decide if it was Russell Wilson being really crappy or if it was Nathaniel Hackett was really crappy. Oh, I think it's a mix of both. But I think the right coach can make. Who's the his, right coach his, then? His lesser talent that he has now 
kind of work. Kind of like how Pete Carroll was still trying to still somewhat making it work when Russell Wilson was there. That's why everyone thought like, oh, Russell Wilson is still good. And then he goes over to somewhere that doesn't have a good coach. And you're like, man, Russell Wilson is really bad. Just like the Giants and Brian Dable. The Before Dable took over, it was like, man, Daniel Jones was like the worst pick that the Giants took in the draft. Granted, he's definitely nowhere near being a Josh Allen, but he's not this year. You're like, oh, He's not that bad that I thought because now you bring in that head coach that knows what to do and how to run the plays. Like, and you're like, wow, all of a sudden you're like, wow. And then, it, but who would be that coach though for, for a you guy would... like Russell Wilson, a guy where you, you're coming in and you're not just taking over like a Daniel Jones, you're taking over a certified already proven himself in the NFL quarterback who uh, just struggled this maybe year. Maybe Eric B enemy. Hmm. I'm going to say this. Because I believe Eric Bieniemy deserves every head coaching job available and then some. I don't know if Denver's the right fit for him. <laughs> I mean, at least the defense is good. Like that's the that's the junk thing about Denver is like their defense is really. You know really what good, I'd really love to see? Figure out the offense. So why not bring in like one of the an offensive coordinator? Which, by the way, beautiful people, Eric Bieniemy. If you don't know, I would he's love the offensive go- coordinator at Kansas City. So that's. Who he is. Former Bruin, by the way. <laughs> I would love to see him back in college football, I think, first. As a head coach. At a power five. I don't, yeah, but his aspirations, I think, is I to know, be the head coach of the NFL I, team. I think he'd be a great college coach. I don't know if oh, he's going to be a great Hands coach down, I think he's going to be a great college coach. But I'd love to see him get... But I want to see him get him a shot in the NFL because I think he's earned that right and I think he deserves it. I just don't like Denver. Yeah. I, I mean, there were talks I, about Denver. They Harbaugh. met with Sean Payton. Like, I guess. The, see, that fits. Yeah. That seems like a better. New Orleans f- gave them the okay that they could meet with Sean and Payton. Don't they get he's compensa- still under contract. Yeah. And they get like, um, they get compensation, right? Like yeah. a couple picks, I think it is. Yeah. Like, it still has to be a deal because he is under contract. Like, obviously, he it's was able trade. to not coach. But he can't coach anywhere else because he's still under contract with the New Orleans Saints. So they gave permission for him to talk to. But I like to see him at. I think he would be really good at L.A. or the. Chargers. I want Eric B. Mm, Peyton, yeah. or B. Enemy. Peyton. Peyton. Or enemy. You know what? I, I okay. I I like Peyton. Peyton at at the Chargers. I like B. Enemy at the Rams. That's what I like. Well, you can't now because. Well, I know that. Sean but I'm just saying. But I just if I'm the Rams. Sean McVay, either commit or don't. I mean, commit to the. Remember what? Don't open this rabbit hole because no. Alan will get nuts about Sean McVay committing or not. Because I don't one like year. this. I don't like this one-year deal thing. Like, uh, I'll come back I'll this come back year, but we'll year. we'll revisit this again. No, like, either commit to the project because it's a hole, right? The Rams are an absolute mess thanks to Sean McVay because Sean McVay got everything he wanted. Those one-time huge money deals to bring in pieces for that moment, right? And it worked. So. But but you can't run just because now you're you're left in a bind because of the salary cap and everything, and and monies. You, you can't just run it, run away from it. Now yeah. now you got to rebuild it and start over from scratch and then rebuild the program, uh, the the organization to what it can be and what it can still be. It's just you're not gonna you might not win for this or obviously this year, but also next year. But it's you're not far out of it. But stick through it. And make the commitment that you're going to stick through it. Don't give me this, it's too stressful, I'm going to go TV. You know what? You missed that opportunity. The only reason why he didn't make the jump after this year is because all the, the spots that were open last year that wanted him are all gone already. So only like little 
little bit parts are available now. So not the money that would have been out there last year. Gosh darn it. Now I'm on this rant. I was like, see, don't start the rant of Sean McVay. And and the weird thing, just to close out the Sean McVay topic before we have to uh, go to step aside real quick. He did give his like coaches, assistant coaches, the I forget what the term they used, but uh, they are welcome to seek other opportunities, basically. So take that how you must. It's it's funny well, in the Spanish. What, what if Eric Bieniemy comes over to LA and then he's the OC there for a year, and then Sean McVay leaves, and then you just slide in. Okay, so oh, that's the only thing that will make this right for me because Sean <laughs> McVay went from a guy like I really like. You know what I mean? I thought like he would take the risk to, to be a winner. And now when things are tough, he's going to run. So, like, he's quickly gone from, like, the top of my list now to, like, the very bottom. And I'm like, the Rams need to start really getting pieces in place for who's going to be the guy so that way there's no void. And I think if that's the key, if Sean McVay's telling his his staff, like, go ahead, see greener pastures elsewhere, boom, if I'm the enemy, take the lumps this next year with, with uh, the Rams, knowing that McVay's probably out, boom, you slide right in. I'll take that deal any day of the week because I believe Bienemy deserves this shot. It's 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 about time the NFL steps up to the plate and gives him a shot because he's earned it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But he's, I mean, no fault of him that he's staying at Kansas City one more year. But anyways, all right. When we come back, we'll change it up and kind of talk about a little bit of University of Hawaii men's basketball and how really angry uh, Rowdy came out. <laughs> Rhonda came out on Saturday oh, night. Oh, I think Uncle Allen left. <laughs> yeah. No, you, when you came, you, yeah. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, we'll, we'll tell you guys about that next on Wake Up in the Den. People, it's wake up in the den. Kule Akbayani, Alan Mia, happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day once again. Your reminder because of this holiday and because of every day, just go out and be kind to people. And no matter what status, or obviously no matter what color of their skin or anything, just be kind, smile at someone. Alan told the story when we opened the show that you know, an opposing team came, told him you appreciated him and his PA work. and made his day so that's what you can you can make someone's day by just saying something Hi. nice and smiling or anything just making someone feel special for the let day me, let me tell you something kindness is the easiest thing to spread and the most contagious i mean it really uplifts you if you're just kind like go to a random stranger just say hello good morning smile you'd be surprised how much that does and it's contagious and then they go to the next person they say hello and that's all you're trying to do that was dr martin luther king's dream Equality, kindness, and love. I will admit, though, I was not very kind to the refs on Saturday. That's what I hear. Good thing Uncle <laughs> Alan left because Uncle Alan made an appearance. And, you know, it wasn't just me. I'm going to show you, Alan, and I, uh, if you guys want to go see, I think it's Brian brianflores.com, I think is his uh, email address. But this was me during the game. Exactly like 
Iran Ganat. He has like Brian Flores got the best photo of Iran. That was literally me like yelling. I think oh. I think when I talked to Dom, so and then Dom's like trying to calm him down so that they don't get a tech. And so Dom was saying, I believe that was when Kamaka Hepa got his fourth foul, which was like lame. A lot of the fouls towards the end. I'm like, what are you calling? And I was just like, I saw that photo of Coach Ganat. I'm like, yep, that was exactly me. And I, it's probably at that exact moment I did the same thing. I'm like standing up out of my seat. If you guys were there on Saturday, like, or watching the game on Spectrum, like, literally Long Beach State, like, jumping for fouls. There was one under the basket. And it was almost dangerous to the point where they're just, like, flinging their bodies everywhere. Our players are tripping over them. And then the funniest thing was, I think at the end, I think it was when Hunter fouled out. I want to say, yeah, when Tone Hunter, their leading scorer of the game, fouled out, then their coach, Long Beach State's coach, is getting all nuts. And I'm like, ah, see, now you know how it feels. <laughs> That's all I could keep oh, thinking. Oh, petty. <laughs> petty. Oh, yeah. I was getting crazy because and, – and I'm the type of person I'm pretty – when it comes to, like, refs and stuff, I'm pretty level-headed. As long as the game seems like it's being called evenly, like, even though they're bad fouls, like, at least call it evenly. But – there are some times where I'm like, hmm, three blind mice over here. I, I did are see it a kind when I, the, while, while I was there, um, I did see, but this was the first half. Even then, um, Long Beach State's head coach, um, or I think they prefer to be called the beach now. Oh yeah, but don't but don't but, but don't no. get me started on that. Yeah, me we, too. We, we've already gone down that route <laughs> road. I'm like we're Hawaii, we have better beaches, so I'm not gonna call. So, anyways, the beach. Long Beach State. Um, their head coach was going absolutely insane that even in that first half, I was like, if I was the ref, I'd probably tee him up. Like, don't don't you dare stomp your feet, wave your arms at me, come yelling at me as soon as a whistle's, you know, for for a media timeout is called. Don't ooh, check yourself at the door there, buddy. Um, uh, and then I actually gave at that time before I know all this nonsense going on. At that time, I was actually going, I give the refs a lot of credit. It takes a lot of, you know, just strength in oneself to be like, you know what, this guy, I'm just going to let this coach speak his mind, rant and rave, hoot and holler, jump up and down, and I'm just going to let him do it, and then we're going to walk away, and we're, we're going to carry on with the game. And I thought that was pretty admirable of, of, of the refs. But you're, you're making it seem like I missed the good parts. Oh, yeah, it was getting nuts. Like, I, I was losing my mind. <laughs> Rondo was coming out like I was screaming my head off and then sometimes I have to like check myself I'm like all right Kule you need to calm down and sit sit, sit back down poor, poor <laughs> other half eh, he gets nuts too I don't think he was getting as angry as me but if you guys seen that photo of coach Ganat, that's exactly me so at least I know I was getting crazy if, if the head coach of the other team and someone like Iran that doesn't really get that nuts and like yells at the ref that often he was and where Dom has to come over and like calm him down so he doesn't get attacked. I'm like, all right, at least my anger is somewhat warranted if the head coach is feeling the same way from what he's seeing. I'm like, what is going on? Luckily, or fortunately, Hawaii does get the win 79 70 over Long Beach State, but it was a close game like throughout the win, whole though. time. Yeah, it's a huge win. Uh, tonight's game or tonight's game against CSUN. Theoretically and on paper, That's another thing. don't get me started on. Should be in a 
I don't want to jinx myself, but it should, we should win this game. Like Long Beach is always going to be the crazy matchup as it was on Saturday. CSUN, they are having a down year. They're not the same CSUN that we've seen like in recent years. So Hawaii should get the win tonight. Will Reiko be there tonight? No, Reiko is still recovering. So it'll just, I think it'll just be Kuule tonight. Oh, yeah. Kuule will be uh, there. It'll be calm, calm, cool, and collected, I think, but no promises. Like bet, pre- plate lunch. <laughs> like bet, plate lunch. <laughs> I cannot. No. no. <laughs> Look at, she's shaking myself. her legs and kicking her, swinging her legs. I don't trust legs. myself, that's why. <laughs> when it comes to men's basketball, you guys know I don't trust myself when it comes to that. Anyways, we'll be back to close out the show on Wake Up in the Den. Allen Mia on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and com. All right, so taking a look at the Big West standings as Hawaii, the men's basketball team, does play CSUN tonight, or I guess this afternoon. Tip-off is at 5 p.m. on Spectrum Sports or at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center, where I'll be, where it is debatable whether or not we will get just calm, cool, and collected Kool-Aid or... Rhonda or Reiko? When did I just? I just never know which who's going to come and sit there courtside at the men's basketball games because yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just too passionate about watching this game and this team. So, uh, but when we look at the Big West standings, Hawaii now in fourth at four and one in the conference. UC Irvine is at the top, followed by UC Riverside five and one. Oh! And- UC Santa Barbara at four and one with Hawaii. And as I mentioned earlier, on paper, this today should be a win. But in, I mean, conference, you just never know what's going to happen. But CSUN is 0 and 6 right now. So they're at the very bottom of the conference. So Hawaii better not lose today. <laughs> Repeat something for me. Who was in second place? Mm, Say it. Go I don't on. know. Some Say blue it. team. Come on. Some UC school. From where? Come on. <laughs> Say it. Let me hear it. <laughs> it's it's crazy, though. You think, like, at 4-1 and one in conference, you would not expect to be in fourth place. Like, you, you, at 4-1, and one, you should probably be in yeah, sixth. I mean, we're barely that, even halfway through We're the barely conference. halfway through, but that should tell you, like, there's some good teams uh, at the top. So, it's it's going to be a very tough year for the, the Rainbow Warriors, but they're holding their own and they're doing well. And, you know, minus that overtime loss, they really should be five and zero right now. Yeah, and again, they play CSUN, who is zero and six with losses that weren't even really that close. You're so, really like throwing I out some jinx vibes there. No, I know, but that's <laughs> what I mean. That's why I said I don't know which uh, version of myself will be at the game tonight because if we are just like playing horrendous and missing everything, I'll get a little nuts because this is a game that they should win. We cannot give CSUN their first win, as some of their other games. I mean, they. Most recently, they lost to UC Irvine, fifty or yeah, seventy-one fifty-seven, and lost to UC Davis, sixty-two fifty-four. So it's really not too close. They haven't played. Let's see, they haven't really played anybody. Else, but all losses in the conference. So Hawaii, don't let. In this case, don't let Anti Ronda come out and get crazy again. So, uh, but other things to happen over the weekend. 
Siwoo Kim won the Sony Open, claiming that one million four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollar check. One million, and it's like, where did that guy come from? By the way, in case you guys missed it, because we talked about a lot of the odds on Thursday after the first round or on Saturday morning, and the betting favorites, including Tom Kim, who started off the tournament as the betting favorite, and then dropped off a little bit, and Jordan Spieth, who after round one was the other board betting favorite i think his odds dropped to like plus 450 the last time i looked and then both those guys missed the cut like so golf is just like one of those you just can't predict anything imagine if you like got in on jordan speed like oh yeah he had such a good round and then doesn't even make the cut so both jordan speed tom kim the betting favorites of the to start off the sony open in hawaii and they were non-existent and we're like who's this siwoo kim guy where did he come from all of a sudden also got to give a shout out to the professionals that our team played with in the pro-am they did actually pretty good considering they aren't they weren't even recognizable names to any of us until they were golfing in the pro-am so jj spawn finished 12 under tied for 12th which is pretty awesome you still get a nice check like i think it's like top 20 or something like it's pretty good and kevin Yu finished tied uh for 21st finishing at 11 under hideki matsuyama last year's winner finished seven under tied for 48th and unfortunately all of our golfers with hawaii ties parker mclaughlin blaze akana brent grant and michael castillo all did not make the cut after the first two rounds but it was fun nonetheless being out there eating Oh, this is what I had to tell you, beautiful people. All right. Oh, whoa. The beef stew <laughs> that is at Wailai Country Club is, like, by far the best beef stew that, like, I've had that wasn't home-cooked by, like, it's the closest I've found that's to how my grandpa used to make it, who he made my my favorite beef stew in the world obviously there's like the sentimental value that comes with the beef stew but I'm, I was talking to so we were in like the commercial plumbing like tent and whatever and I was talking to some of the local brothers I'm like how is it that the bougie place has a really good beef stew like I hope they're the paying bougie I place. hope they are playing like whoever and it has to be a Filipino person making the beef stew because it has like you can tell there's like the ketchup in it it has like the that that sweet savory taste that you know goes into how like us filipinos like to put in the beef stew chili um spaghetti sauce so it's but it's so good the meat is tender the vegetables like it's all tender and it has like the perfect ratio of meat to potatoes to carrots and it's so bleeping good and i just cannot imagine like how is it that the bougie place that you can only get that beef stew if you one are fortunate like we were to have a, in, been invited to one of the tents at the sony open or be a wildlife member which that's not me so only once a year i get to have this delicious beef stew well now i want it <laughs> I, now I got it okay it's so good so if i can find a way on will you join me of course. I All love right. the beef stew. It's All right. so good. I'm gonna find a way to I get can't, it. And I've tried a lot of You know what? I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna bring some, unlike you who won't bring any of your aunties uh, uh yeah. yeah. And make you feel real bad That's when so I share good. with That's you. Why. 
<laughs> it's what? It's so good. I can't share. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, the other half doesn't doesn't eat like pork asante. So it's, al- it's always more for me. So I'm like, that's fine. More for me. I don't have to share with you. So it's all mine every time like auntie makes it. But yeah, but I'm telling you the, the other half too. doesn't eat it. No. Okay. I do have to say this since you went on a food thing right now. Can I just say this? I I I I, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm I adventure to say I'm not too far off. The most expensive food here in the state of Hawaii, at least the state of Hawaii, is not that of like a Michelin star restaurant or any whatever, any fine dining restaurant establishment you want to go to for like, you know, when you want to upscale dinner, right? It's simply this. Korean food. Korean food is the most expensive darn thing in the history of mankind. Well, especially at soda bowl. No, but even like like even fast food kind. It's super expensive. If you go up here, up the road, I come in my shopping center to Peppa's. It's like. No, I I went Peppa's yesterday. But they give you like choke. No, I know. But it cost me $40 for a vegetable plate because all I needed was the banchan or the side dishes. That's all I needed. It was 40 bucks. Anyways, we're going to get some beef stew. But yeah, I had to share that with you guys. That was the highlight of my Sony Open Day is getting that beef stew. My once a year tradition. For Alamia, I'm Kule Ugbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Home of the Dallas Cowboys. KGUAM. K236CR. Honolulu. Is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.